worship, what a joy divine, leaning on the everlasting arms. What a blessedness, what a peace is mine, leaning on the everlasting arms, leaning, leaning, safe and secure from all alarm, to fear, leaning on the everlasting arms. I have blessed peace with my Lord so near, leaning on the everlasting arms. Secure from all alarms, leaning, leaning, leaning on the everlasting arms. So as we continue looking at Psalm 119, verses 89 through 96, um, I want to remind you that the theme here is stability and security. And the question for today is, how do we experience that stability and security? And what we've seen as we've, we've walked through Psalm 119, it's intended to take us through every season and situation of life. It's given us um, songs to sing in every situation. It's giving us strategies to deal with every difficulty we can face. And for several series of sections, uh, the psalmist has been tossed around on a sea of trouble. And then now it's time where he can get his feet on stable ground. So that's where we are. We can find a way to plant our feet on stable ground. And that's what this section is going to do. So first, let's look at 89 through 92, and the theme here is stability. And the first thing I want you to notice, if you're going to experience security, if you're going to experience stability, the first thing you have to do is orient your mind to what the Lord has done. Read through this section and mark all of the different yours. Your word is settled your faithfulness continues. You establish the earth and it stands. They stand this day because of your ordinances. All things are your servants. It's your law that's been my delight that's sustained me. 
And so if we're going to find any stability, we have to first orient our mind to what he's done. Don't ever underestimate how important this is, especially in distressing times, especially in difficult times. We have to fix our mind on what he's done. Notice, it's his purposes. They're sure. His promises are sure. His precepts are sure. Stability comes by anchoring our mind in what he's done. Did you notice the key dynamic when you read through it that the world was created by the word, but then the world also must obey the word? And we too, the church, the church is the creature of the word. We're formed and fashioned by the word, and we're bound to obey the word. And it's only when we do... It's only when the world does, when it obeys the word, do we answer the purpose of our existence. So we see here the same word that gives stability to the universe also gives strength and stability to the believer. It's the word. What he's done is the first focus of 89 and through 92. And then notice in 93 through 96, now you read through those, and I want you to mark all of the I, I will. See, the first factor, the first ingredient is contemplation of who the Lord is and what he's done. The second factor is resolution, commitment, what I'm going to do. The Lord first, then we act. Notice how often it says, I will, I am yours, I have sought, I shall diligently consider, I have seen. See all the, the eyes. This is what he's going to do. And what I love, do you notice in verse 93 where he says, I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have revived me. Remember, that was the request in 88. Revive me according to your loving kindness. It's been amazing to me as we've gone through this how often revive me is the theme of his prayers continually over and over. You know, one of the amazing things about working expositionally through text is often you don't really get a hold of what the key themes are until you're done. And I think if I had to do over again, or when I go back through this uh, scripture, I'd love to bring out how central the cry for revive me is. But here in 93, he says that the Lord's done it. He's answered his prayer. But notice how he, what was the means that the Lord used to revive him? It's his focus on the word. But here we have a beautiful lesson that in times of difficulty, in times of great anxiety, what he is going to do is he is going to focus on the things he can do. There are things he can do. He will seek. He will diligently consider. He will look. He will commit that he is the Lord's. Now to close this one, I want to read a wonderful quote from Spurgeon's commentary on the Psalms. Uh, and some background, Spurgeon really all throughout his life struggled with depression. And that's why this, uh, the Psalms are so precious to him. And here he's commenting on the way the word revives us. It says, that word which has preserved the heavens and earth also preserves the people of God in their time of trial. We should have felt ready to lie down and die of our griefs if the spiritual comforts of God's word had not uplifted us. 
but by their sustaining influence we have been born above all the depressions and despairs which naturally grow out of severe affliction. Some of us can set our seal to this statement. In our darkest seasons, nothing has kept us from desperation but the promises of the Lord. At times, nothing has stood between us and self-destruction save our faith in the eternal Word of God. When worn with pain until the brain has become dazed and the reason well-nigh extinguished, a sweet text has whispered to us its heart-cheering assurance, and our poor struggling mind has reposed in the presence of God. That which was our delight and prosperity has been our light and adversity. That which in the day kept us from presuming has in the night kept us from perishing. That's the beauty and the power of the word. Its ability to renew, revive, and hold us fast. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son. 